Hello, 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 hello. Why one hello is more than enough? I don't know why I feel the need to add in a few extra ones. But welcome to the trials and tribulations of a 40-something. I am back in the car, sun shining. It's a beautiful day, but it's still for a reason. So today I just want to talk about parenthood. And... That most definitely is a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> it's the one job that you get zero training for. Uh, you may think you're prepared for it. You've read all the books. You've freaking Googled within an inch of your life. You've got advice and tips off friends or family who are already parents. And yes, while all of that is you know, good, I really don't think... It prepares you until you are a parent and until you are winging your way through each day, hoping for the best. Maybe you aren't winging it, but I know I did and continue to wing it. Uh, It's and attached to that was guilt. Lots of guilt. Um. I've said before that when the baby comes out one end, the guilt goes in the other. And I think that's pretty much where it stays. But it's learning how to manage the guilt and not allow the guilt to kind of take over so that you end up spending the time feeling guilty and not actually enjoying the the experience. Uh, like I know... Even yet, there'd be things I would feel guilty about. Can't change them, but I most definitely would feel guilty. Like with James, he's my eldest. Uh, because it was my first experience as a mum, I was hell bent on, I have to get this right, I have to get it right. And, you know, would have been reading books and magazines and all that kind of stuff. And... um all the things that were so important, right? What he eats and how he sleeps and routine and all of that there. But I I became kind of obsessed by getting it right and ending up becoming a ball of stress. And that was of no good to me or him. Uh, now, the thing is, James was a good child. He wasn't like a a yappy child or anything like that there he was just a live wire and he never stopped he just fucking ran everywhere <laughs> uh, which was quite strange and he always had to like if you went into shops he always had to be touching which used to fucking drive me insane uh, but whereas Emma you could have taken her into any shop and she wouldn't fucking left your side even when you're like walking up through aisles and only one person could fit, she was glued to you. Um, and Aoife, she just spent her time dancing. But I remember James saying to me, I'm not sure what age he was, but we were doing this thing where you described somebody and the other person had to work out who you were describing. So his description of me was, she always cleans and she always shouts. So, that was kind of like a wee knife in my heart because I was thinking, oh my God, is that what my son thinks of me? That I'm always cleaning and always shouting. But that's the reality. I was. I just shouted 
It was a constant, no, James, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. James, stop doing that. James, come and do this. James, 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 James. Uh, like, I don't know how he has, <laughs> how he's still speaking to me. But no, I wasn't, I was a, I was a good mummy. Um, but I did shout a lot, particularly to James. I mellowed slightly with Emma and even probably more so with Aoife. Um, there are still things that I wouldn't tolerate and don't tolerate, but I don't kind of shout at everything because it is bloody exhausting. Uh, but as I said, the guilt is always there from the start. It's the, am I feeding them too much? Am I feeding them enough? Am I disciplining them enough or too much? Do I spend enough time with them? Am I baking? Am I doing arts and crafts with them? Do I read them a bedtime? Well, I have to hold my hands up with regards to the bedtime story. I know, uh, like friends and all that, there, I've heard over and over again, the majority of them would have been, I just love at, you know, getting them into bed and reading them a wee bedtime story. <laughs> I would have been going, right, just go to sleep, go to sleep, just go to sleep. When it got to that stage of the day, I was going, I am freaking exhausted. I can't read. I just can't. Uh, now I would have done it not as much as what I could have done and you know it was handy whenever they were wee and you could have skipped about five pages and they didn't know but then whenever they caught on to the fact that you had skipped out half the book that was a bit of a bummer uh, but you know could I have read more yeah possibly Um, could I have baked more with them could I have done more arts and crafts could I have? Yes, there's lots of things I could have done as a mummy. But when I look at my three kids now, James, I said, is almost 20. Oh, oh, how is that possible? Emma's 17 and Aoife's almost 13. And I don't think I did a bad job. And do you know why I don't think I did a bad job? Because, okay, while I didn't do everything that I could have done, there was one thing that they never had to question and that was how much they were loved. Yes, I might have shouted. But you know what? You know, you have to sometimes shout. Did it make me a bad mummy? No, absolutely not. Uh, could I have done more, as I said, in certain areas? Yeah. But as I said at the start, it's the one job you get no training for. And every day brings its own freaking problems and trials and tribulations. <laughs> and what will work for one child will not work for another child. Like what I would have, how I disciplined James didn't work with Emma or didn't work with Aoife. So while you think, okay, I've got this sorted, I know what I'm at. Then bang, another child comes along and freaking throws that out the window. You're doing your best. And that is all that you can do. Don't worry about how other people or other parents are raising their children. You raise your child or your children the way that you see fit. There might be other kids are in every freaking after school activity 
or extracurricular activity or whatever that's going you might only have your child in one that's fine I remember somebody saying to me a long time ago all a child really needs is to see your face light up when they walk into a room you could have back to the after school activity or after school extracurricular activity <laughs> you could have somebody that is in every single freaking dance singing horse riding in gymnastics you could have some a child in every single one of them but yet now i'm not i'm generalizing here before anyone says anything but yet when they walk into a room their parents don't even lift their head to acknowledge that they have done so. And on the flip side of that, you could have a child that is at one or no after school activities. And yet when they walk into a room, their mum or dad look at them as if they are just the most amazing person in the world. So don't feel that if you aren't... Um, you know, if your child isn't in everything, that it's going to have an impact on them. Yes, of course, experiencing all those things is is good for, you know, broadening their mind and learning and growing as a person. But to know how much you are loved and valued has a huge impact or probably a bigger impact than whether or not you can freaking I don't know swim 10 lengths of a pool so take the pressure off yourself know that you are doing your best if there are some areas that need a wee bit of work I know with myself back to James and how I would have shouted all the time that was something I had to work on but it was simply because I was putting so much unnecessary pressure on me to get it right and I didn't need to I just needed to do my best and that is all you can expect of yourself simply do your best and remember, I'm going to say it again because I think it's very important. All a child needs is to see your face light up when they walk into a room. So until next time, have a lovely day.